Hey, what is up, everybody? And I am here today for another episode of Spaz Baby's Podcast. I had to go and turn down my TV because I don't want that on my podcast recorded. So how is everybody doing today? I know it's been a while since I did a podcast episode. I had surgery on my gallbladder. And I just want to thank everybody that has been following me and following my um, podcast and also following me on Twitch. And I want to thank everybody that has been listening um, to my podcast whenever I upload it to YouTube. I hope everybody's having a good day. But today I wanted to come and talk to you about some things that are going on with Dead by Daylight. Yes, it's really insane because of the fact that um, Stranger Things is um leaving dead by daylight um it's going to be leaving the store in november and right now it's at half price um dead by daylight tweeted it on august 16th um nancy steve and the demogorgon are leaving the dead by daylight store in november but we're not ready to say goodbye just yet take part in their legacy just before they go and then um you click on their link and you get details of basically they are giving a discount until November. I don't know what happened to Stranger Things with Netflix to where they decided to cut ties um, with behavior and um, have them leave Dead by Daylight. I mean, there's so many things that I've heard that have happened. I don't know exactly what's true. Um, let me go ahead and click on this so I can read it to you. So basically, they're calling it a last chance sell. In September 2019, Dead by Daylight, they welcomed, um, Stranger Things, which is on Netflix. I think they're on season five, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's season five. Um, but they... Brought them in to the fog with Stranger Things chapter, which is an awesome chapter. Chapter, sorry about that. Had a really great um, look at map. It's not my favorite, but when you're getting the same map over and over and over again, and you get that map, you know, you, you get really happy because sometimes you get tired of having the same map. But now, after two years filled with more brutal skills and last-second escapes than what they can count um, courtesy of the Demogorgon. Nancy Wheeler and Steve Harrington on November 17, 2021 will mark the last occasion for fans to purchase Stranger Things content in Dead by Daylight. Now, if you already own them, that's perfect. You can still go ahead and use the the killer and play as the Demogorgon. You can still play as Nancy and Steve. Um, As long as you have their clothes, you can still use them and have them. But if you don't, it's the best to get them before then because on November 17th, they will be removed from the store I can't tell you um how sad I'm gonna be because I already I own them so the only thing I'll be missing out is um on the map and I will be okay with it because like I said it's not my favorite map but I like it um but it's just heartbreaking to know that 
um, Dead by Daylight has been in existence since 2016, and this is the first time that we've had a DLC that we have purchased, and after a few years, we get told that it's leaving the game. Um, it's just sad. It's horrible. I mean, as horror fans, you should be upset about it because of the fact, what's going to happen next are all their, um... DLCs from the past with their licenses? Are they going to expire and not get renewed and then us as fans be stuck not having them? Or um, the fans that do have them, we'll get to keep it. But, you know, it's just really sad to see that happen. Like, if you've ha if you've seen your eye um, looking at the Demogorgon, like, you've been realizing that you miss playing against him when you haven't played against him in about a month or two. Because I've been play facing a new killer, and I actually got the Demogorgon last night, and it made me stop and think for about 30 seconds. Oh my gosh, he's not gonna be in the store after November 17th, so if I want any of his clothes, I'm gonna have to get them. But if you want to add it to your collection, now's the time to, to scoop them up because they have a discount. Sorry about that. The Hawkins map will be leaving as well. It's called the Hawkins National Laboratory map. So on November 17, 2021, the gate to the Upside Down will close and the underground complex map will be sealed off permanently to players in Dead by Daylight. However, while on the map will no longer be available, the entity is n not so willing to let go of some of its other favorite playthings, like the Stranger Things character. So on November 17, 2021, the characters of the Demogorgon, Nancy Wheeler and Steve Harrington, will no longer be available for purchase, but you can still play them. In Dead by Daylight, players who have already purchased any of these Stranger Things characters will be able to retain access to them and continue using them after November 17th. So, don't fear, don't have any fear, because as long as you own them, you still will get access to them. So, that's one good thing that you'll be able to do when they're no longer for sale. Now, the players, or anybody who wants to purchase any of these characters between now and November 17th can do so at half price and also retain access to them after they are no longer available in the store. So the Stranger Things character sales started August 18th and it'll be until November 17th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So Nancy Wheeler's 50% off, Steve Harrington's 50% off, and the Demogorgon is 50% off. Now the Stranger Things outfit on November 17th, all collections and outfits related to Stranger Things will no longer be available for purchase in Dead by Daylight as well. So the players who have already purchased any of the Stranger Things outfits below will own them and can continue equipping them after November 17th. 17th when they're no longer for sale. Now, the players who wish to purchase any of these outfits between now and November 17th can do so at full price or within our, their sale window at half price. Also retain access to them after they're no longer available in the store. So the Stranger Things outfit sale August 18th to the September 8th, 11 a.m. 
Um, Nancy Wheeler, the business 85 will be 50% off. Justice Seeker, 50% off. Snowball Dress, 50% off. Days of Rose, 50% off. Impulsive Activist, uh, 50% off. Steve Harrington's, basically all his outfits are the same. 50% off. Scoops Away, 50% off. Last Minute Babysitter, 50% off. This Is Not Happening, 50% off. High School Honk, 50% off. Jonathan Byers, 50% off. The Demogorgon. Um, his outfit's Escaped Specimen, 50% off. Twisted Demogorgon, 50% off. And Geo Mutation, 50%. Um, you can go look at all these Stranger Things discounts content right now in Dead by Daylight's in-game store. You can also save them when purchasing um, their Stranger Things content on any platform beginning August 18th and ending September 1st. Um, save 60% off the Stranger Things content. Um chapter on steam playstation xbox stadium switch save 50 percent off of uh oh my bad save 60 percent off the stranger things chapter on steam playstation xbox stadium switch i don't know if i said that or not but um save 50 percent off the stranger things edition on steam playstation except in japan and asia xbox and Stadia, you'll be able to get the discounts. And don't forget to keep an eye on their social media channels between now and November 17th on more special activations, like codes or anything, I'm assuming. Um, if you have any more questions about those Stranger Things content, you can check out their facts page, which has additional um, details. So, Dead by Daylight, their website expanded on this upcoming content removal by clarifying that the Demogorgon, Nancy Wheeler, and Steve Harrington will no longer be available to purchase beyond November 17th because a lot of people were getting confused. Additionally, all the collections and outfits related to Stranger Things will not be available for sale to purchase after that date. So, if you want them, go and get them now. So, the great news is that anyone who purchases any of these um, Stranger Things DLCs before the cutoff date will retain access to it beyond that point. <clears throat> It even sounds like the team plans to redistribute existing Stranger Things related character perks and achievements so that you'll continue to be able to access them in more generic forms. The bad news is that nobody will be able to access the Underground Complex map, which I said earlier, the Dead by Daylight Stranger Things theme level after November 17th. The Dead by Daylight teams also have done an excellent job of explaining when this content removal process will happen and what you can do to ensure you're still able able to access as much of it as possible that at that moment though nobody seems to be offering an, an official explanation for why this is happening and what it means for the future of the asymmetrical multiplayer game dead by daylight however it's pretty easy to assume that the most um, obvious culprit in this instant is the often harsh reality of the content licensing process is simply put Netflix they may have informed um, Dead by Daylight that they do not wish to renew or extend the Stranger Things license beyond the cutoff date it's certainly difficult to imagine this was simply a creative decision and that the Dead by Daylight team were just willingly decide to walk away from this incredible popular um, property DLC with them. Um, given how much notice the Dead by Daylight team is giving players regarding the upcoming content removal, 
my guess is that the developers knew the original agreement was expiring and they were not able to negotiate an extension and ultimately decided just to go this route. The alternative is that Netflix just ganked the license out from under Dead by Daylight team um, without a significant advance notice, which doesn't seem likely given how this whole thing is being handled so far. I mean, it could be possible they didn't like something in the game and then that happened. I don't want to say anything directly because it might not be true. But there's been no details further of what may have happened to cause them to remove um, the Stranger Things from Dead by Daylight. Now, as far as license content removal goes, this seems like a pretty generous arrangement. After all, um, we've seen license dispute over things as relatively minor as an in-game music led to games being removed from digital storefronts entirely. It's a little odd that one piece of Stranger Things content you won't be able to access in Dead by Daylight moving forward as the map, but at least this removal won't completely blow up the game to where, you know, it's going to make it to where people get upset and not play. There's a lot of people that like the map, a lot of people don't. Given how much Dead by Daylight relies on the novelty of these licensed characters and worlds, um, though it's going to be very interesting to see if this removal is the first of many to come, or whether it ends up being just something um, of an outliner, you know, just for Stranger Things because of the fact that it's with Netflix, because we all know how Netflix is. Now, we do have another um, DLC um, coming up. King, um, new DLC. I'm getting that right now. <laughs> I hope everybody's been having a good weekend this far. Um, if not, make sure you sit and chill and listen to my podcast and, um, you'll be able to have a good time because we like to discuss things game related or about PlayStation and Xbox and Dead by Daylight and other video games. Alright, I had it up, but it did not, um... I had it up, but then I took it out. Okay. Okay, so yeah, here we go. I got it. So it's called the Cenobite. Which is Hellraiser is coming to Dead by Daylight. The new killer is available now in PTB. Um, I don't know if anybody's watched Hellraiser or not, but um, it's going to be Dead by Daylight Chapter 21. Update 5.2.0 features added a new killer, the Cenobite. Match result when players leave a trial with a limited item. Example, the Nemesis vaccine. They will now be notified that they do not get to keep it. It has been consumed by the entity. A large text settings. The players can enable this option to enlarge all text in the HUD, increasing readability. Um, they had a Nemesis update. The movement speed while charging technical strikes tier 3 increased to 4.0 milliseconds was 3.8 milliseconds. Shattered STARS badge effect duration increased to 60 seconds. It was 30 seconds. Iridescent umbrella badge effect duration increased to 30 seconds was 15 seconds, but was irresistible. 
erroneously displayed at 12 seconds. Ritual of the Nemesis reduced to reaching maximum mutation rate um, one time with four various bugs fixes and improvements to address performing issues on the family residence sanctum. Sanctum, sorry, of Ray's and Midwich Elementary School. <clears throat> Blood Lodge, uh, Dead Dog Saloon, and the game maps are re-enabled. Updated a rare variety of survivors' hair and facial hair cosmetics. I don't like how they did some of them. Um, they did a lot of bug fixes. So, new log in the game, you can check it out. They um, fixed an issue that caused the executioner rear to be too flat when having the corrupted outfit equipped. And, um, they fixed a bug that would cause a specific hook blocking navigation when a survivor is hooked on it in a hospital map. Um, they fixed where the killer, um, there was an issue that caused the killer to body block the basement when standing at the door frame in the main building at the Blood Lodge. Um, they fixed the Meg Jewel of the party, a very rare outfit, multiple clipping with her body. Um, they fixed an issue that caused Meg Jewel of the party, very rare outfit, skirt mishappen when performing various action. Um, they fixed issues were that were, um, caused by female survivors to be missing an animation when stepping on a bear trap with a calm spirit perk equipped. Uh, also they fixed a bug that caused survivors to perform the falling animation when walking down some stairs in the Raccoon City Police Station map. They fixed a bug that caused survivors to float and fall to the ground when cleansing some totems. I remember that happened to me. They fixed a bug that caused durability bar of toolboxes to appear red when sabotaging a hook. They fixed a bug that caused the walking animation of the nemesis to be missing when in spectator mode in a custom game. Fixed an issue that caused Victor to be able to pounce on survivors while dead hard is being used. They fixed um, an issue that may cause survivors to remain stuck in a window when downed by the trickster knives while vaulting. They fixed an issue that caused the doctor's shock therapy and static blast not to negate the oblivious effect. They fixed an issue that caused a sound notification for the Tinker perk to be too low. They fixed an issue that caused the Coupe de Grasse perk Icon to remain lit until all generators were done instead of until all tokens are used. They fixed an issue that caused the hook count and generator count to overlap each other when spectating a custom game. Fixed a bug that caused the pause menu to open and close constantly when holding the escape key during a match. Fixed an issue that caused player names with a pound symbol to get truncated in the HUD. Fixed a bug that caused save file problem. I'm glad they did that. That was aggravating. They fixed an issue that caused survivor to receive an incorrect benevolent emblem. And also, these are known issues. The team also shared no these known issues that are prepping to fix with the next update, including the inability to remove survivors from chains, new rank crest images, images, glitches, and more. To see what else is new in the PTB, um, check out the full patch notes. They don't have a release date for when the full DLC becomes available outside the testing area, but more will be revealed soon. For now, PC players can get in on the action a little early and report any areas they feel could be improved before Hellraiser officially arrives to Dead by Daylight. Let me see when um, 
this is going to be released. Um, daylight release date. Oh, three days ago, they did release a um, release date for the Dead by Daylight's Hellraiser chapter. After revealing Dead by Daylight's new Hellraiser chapter and let players go hands-on with Pinhead, so that's who it is, Pinhead, on the test servers, Behavior Interactive has now set a release date on for the DLC. The game's newest chapter will be available on September 7th. The developers confirmed on Friday. Oh, so that'll be tomorrow, which means players have less than a week to go before they can add Hellraiser to their growing collections of licensed crossover in Dead by Daylight. The Hellraiser chapter was revealed weeks ago after a few teasers hinted that Pinhead, the killer known as the Cenobite in the game, would be added to Dead by Daylight. After spending some time on the test servers to smooth things out, the Cenobite got his release date, courtesy of the new DLC trailer seen before. A killer for those who okay, a killer for those who wish to think outside the box. The Hellraiser chapter arrives next week. Which is tomorrow. Unlike, this was uh, done, that was posted September 3rd, so that's why they said next week. But unlike some of the other chapters of Dead by Daylight's gotten in the past, this one doesn't come with a typical trio of a survivor, a killer in a map. Instead, it only has a killer in it, but is still considered a chapter as opposed to some of the smaller DLC packs that Behavior occasionally releases. Pinhead would have been the main attraction of any iteration iteration of a Hellraiser crossover regardless, so his presence alone is plenty um, enough for most people who are hoping for this to happen. Shortly after Pinhead was confirmed for Dead by Daylight, we got the breakdown of what his power was and his perks look like. He uses the Lament configuration and Fiendish Change Torment Survivors, but if you tried him on the PTB or have been watching others play him, it's worth noting that Behavior has updated the way his abilities work. The, um, they updated him to where, let me go down here, um, well, that's funny. They updated him and um didn't oh put what they did. Let me see. That's funny. They didn't finish that part. That's interesting. Sorry about that. So anyways, PlayStation, no more free PS5 upgrades from PS4 for the first party games. In case you happen to miss it, PlayStation recently announced that not all of the various versions of the upcoming video game sequel Verizon Forbidden West would include a free PS4 to PS5 upgrade path. That is before it even more recently reversed course and announced that anyone that purchased Horizon Forbidden West for the P PlayStation 4 would be able to upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version for free. And while that might be good news, overall for fans for Horizon Forbidden West, the announcement also came with a big um, caveat that going forward, first party exclusive cross-gen titles like Horizon Forbidden West is 
will not offer the same upgrade for free. It will instead be a paid upgrade for both physical and digital versions of these video games. Um, last year, they made a commitment to deliver free upgrades for our cross-gen um, launch titles, which include Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West, um, said the Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out of the launch window, they initially envisioned um, they'll stand by our offer. Players who purchase Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation 4 will be able to upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version for free. They also want to confirm that moving forward, PlayStation first party exclusive cross-gen titles, um, both digital and physical, will offer a $10 digital upgrade option from PS4 to PS5. This will apply to the next God of War and Grand Turismo 7 and any offer exclusive cross-gen PS4 and PS5 titles published by Sony Interactive. As for Horizon Forbidden West, the upcoming title is set to release for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 on February 18, 2022. Neither the upcoming God of War, seemingly titled God of War Ragnarok, nor Gran Turismo 7 have a definite release date of yet, so once I get that information, I'll let you guys know. You can check out all their previous coverage on PlayStation in the um, on the website. So, what does everybody think about the confirmation that upgrades from PS4 to PS5 will be paid costs going forward for the first-party PlayStation titles? Are you still looking forward to the release of titles like the next God of War and Grand Turismo 7 regardless of that? Um, let me know what you think. Also, Assassin's Creed Valhalla reveals new features in next game, next update, my bad. Assassin's Creed Valhalla developer Ubisoft has revealed what new additions will be coming to the game in its next chapter update. This update in question, which is version 1.3.1, is slated to begin rolling out tomorrow and will seemingly contain a bit more new content than what they be we become accustomed to with the updates in the past also uh, mentioned via the their twitter account associated with assassin's creed valhalla ubisoft unveiled that a number of new additions will be coming to the next game the next okay will include three new maps for river raids three new abilities to utilize and a handful of new weapons and pieces of gear, most notably of which will include a short sword. In addition, for those looking to really put their skills to the test, Ubisoft will, Ubisoft will also said that Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla will also be getting a new Nightmare difficulty. I'm going to go follow their Twitter account real quick. So, oh, and unfollowed. <laughs> So if they do tweet anything, but they'll have three new river raids map, nightmare combat difficulty, three new abilities, new weapons and gear. So as for when this new update will be rolling out, Ubisoft is set to push it live tomorrow. 
on September 7th. At this point in time, an exact time for when the patch will begin hitting platform hasn't been given. Typically, though, updates for Assassin's Creed Valhalla seems to arrive in the early hours of the morning for those in North America. When it comes to the size of this patch, Ubisoft also has said that it will be between 14 gigabytes and 34 gigabytes, depending on the platform you might play the game. Also, I want to let everybody know that yesterday... Um, I had, um, checked out some things on the Xbox, and I really like it, because, um, I like the fact that they give you two free years of the Game Pass, you get the games at EA, and you get all those games with the Game Pass for two years for free, I really like that. Mm -hmm. And I really like the graphics on the Xbox, um, X compared to older generations, which I'll have another podcast while going into full details about, um, the Xbox X. Also, I wanted to let everybody know a couple days ago, I don't know if you follow me on Twitch, which is Spaz Baby, um, that I had a sponsored stream, and I do want to give a shout out to Raid Shadow Legends for sponsoring me, um, for my stream, and I played their game for two hours, it was awesome, that game has really amazing graphics, I... I'm really thankful that I got the opportunity to be able to stream that game. That is actually my first sponsored stream that I've had as well on my channel. So I really want to give them a huge shout out. A lot of people are like, oh, they sponsor everybody and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't care. I'm not everybody. I am thankful whenever companies um, reach out to me to want to do sponsors and and everything. And, and I don't even think it's about, like, getting paid to be able to promote their game. Uh, I do it out of the kindness of my heart because I really enjoy playing video games. So if I haven't played a game and I get the opportunity to stream a game that nobody's seen me play, I am going to be thankful because of the fact that it was sponsored not everybody gets asked to get sponsors um even though everybody thinks oh everybody gets asked not everybody get asked you know there's a lot of people that don't get asked so i i do want to thank them for sponsoring it also make sure that you follow me on my twitch channel spaz baby on twitch because of the fact i'm going to be streaming again on wednesday thursday and friday i will be um streaming three days a week this week i'm taking today and tomorrow off um so for individuals that listen to me that are wanting to get an update on when i stream those are exactly the days that i'm going to be streaming Mm. So, let's go ahead and read into the new um, Penhead lore. Um, I really like him. I've seen his Mori, and I like how he wraps chains <laughs> around the survivors. So, the Penhead. He's a demon to some and an angel to others. Pinhead is an explorer in the further regions of experience, indulging in the limitless thrill of pleasure and pain when the puzzle box shown as the lament configuration a key to another dimension was found in the entity's realm it was only a matter of time before it fell into curious hands once opened he arrived what came next was sweet suffering that spilled over the realm so 
for the individuals that don't know who um, who Hellraiser is, the Hellraiser movie was one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't know how many movies. Let me see. Let me count. Let me see how many Hell. Razor movies are movies are there. Oh, they got ten films, and they got books, various comic books, and additional merchandise and media. The franchise is based on the novella *The Hellbound Heart* by English author Clive Barker. Who also wrote, directed the film adaptation of a story, Hellraiser. The films, as well as the comic book series, continually feature the Cenobite Pinhead. Um, the series storyline focuses on a puzzle box that opens a gateway to the hell-like realm of the Cenobites, an order of formerly human monsters who harvest human souls to torture, torture, and sadistic experiments although Clive Barker wrote the original story and also wrote and directed the first film he has not written or directed any any of the sequels Barker stated that he signed away the story and character rights to the production company before the first film not realizing what a great success it would be so hmm and the first movie was in 1987 so, for everybody who was wondering the clue, 1987, on the TV, whenever Dead by Daylight was releasing it, that's what they were releasing. Let's go into details about the PS5. Um, there's still a lot of people that have not been able to get the PS5. I see that a lot of places are selling it for a thousand dollars, seven ninety nine. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So let's go and read the latest news. Mystery over a new lighter version of the PS5 has finally been solved. The mystery over a new lighter version of the PS5 has finally been solved. The weight of the new console has been reduced because it has a dramatically reduced cooling system. Mm, a YouTube user has found out after tearing the console into pieces. Wow. Hmm. It's nice. Rumors of a new version of the console began in recent months when a new user manual was found online that showed the console had got lighter. Then last week the console went on sale in a number of markets, but it was still not clear how that console had been reduced in weight. The PlayStation 5 lost 300 grams or about 5% of its weight with the only obvious difference being a change to the stand and allowed it to be tightened up by hand rather than a screwdriver. YouTuber Austin Evans has finally broken uh, open the new console. However, after having spent a large amount of money to have the new version of the PlayStation 5 shipped 
from Japan to California so that it could be torn down. Inside, he found that Sony had reduced the size of the heat sink that transfers the heat generated by the console out so that it does not overheat. Mr. Evans said in a video title, the new PS5 is worse, that he was so that he was shocked by the change in size. There's no scenario that is good. Expressing shock that he had been left with half the heat sink that had been present in the previous version of the console. Mm. And the change does appear to affect the performance of the console. Mr. Evans left both versions of the game Astro's Playroom playing and measured them with a thermal camera that showed the new version run warmer than the old one and suggested that was likely to affect either performance or lifespan. In response to the suggestion, the hotter temperatures coming out of the console could suggest it would do it is doing a better job getting rid of that heat. Mr. Evans said that he was confident that the smaller heat sink was simply not as efficient as getting rid of the heat from the inside of the console. As also noted that the new console does run quieter than the old one, but said that the difference is unlikely to be noticeable once people are a few way feet away from the console. Okay, so customers are not likely to get a choice between the new and the old versions of the PlayStation 5 or necessarily even know which one they're receiving. They can be distinguished by their model number. The old one is CFI or yeah, CFI-1015B while the new one is CFI-1100B but are identical from the outside and Sony appears to be gradually shipping the new one in different markets. Alright, that is really insane. Sit here and chill and listen to the music while I look, um, go to and take a break real quick.
Okay, hello everybody, I am back and I wanted to get into some details about things that are changing in China. China has a new video game law risking um, being a turn off for the next generation. Um, it's really insane how they um, decided to make it to where they only allow three hours um, of gameplay, which is their, going to be their new restriction. China placed strict limits on the time young people may spend playing online games. The move is part of a broader effort to enforce social guidelines, but cracking down on video gameplay is not unique in China. Things were looking bad for young Chinese gamers by early August. A state-run newspaper had just equated online gaming with opium, like striking a chord in the psyche of a country targeted by Western powers during the 19th century opium wars. Um, shares of the country's biggest game company crumpled in response to the harsh re rhetoric, and by last week, new rules had been issued that sharply limit the time children may spend on a widely popular diversion. Online gaming in the country is now only available to to people younger than 18 from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays and public holidays. The decree is supported by an anti-addiction registry. Um, I really don't think that it's a right policy because I'm a gamer, but there's a lot of people that think that it's a right policy and um, they feel that they are taking care of the mental state of their kids. Um, new video game controls are just one element in a broader range of government policies of youth behavior. Other aspects include crackdowns on infeminate male images in pop culture and on entertainers with incorrect political positions, according to reports in Western media. Video game developers are not the only companies affected by the top-down um, reset. The country's biggest tech giants are also being pressed to redirect their efforts towards greater common prosperity. While the video game restrictions may carry particular resonance in a country where the number of gamers far outstrips the population of most nations, the concept of cracking down on video game play is not unique to China. Germany's youth protection laws aimed at violent games pushed developers to replace realistic red blood with a green version, for example, and Australia has sought to ban games for including depictions of everything from assault to marijuana use. So the playtime by country, um, the total numbers of hours spent by playing video games per week as of January 2021, China is 12.39, Vietnam is 10.16, India is 8.61, India is, Indonesia is 8.54, Global is 8.45, US is 7.71, I'm shocked that's not higher, UK is 7.17, Germany is 7.13, South Korea is 5.88. China's clampdown is also certainly not the first time that officials have sought to shield young people from unhealthy influences when it comes to games in general, video or otherwise. Pinball machines once deemed insidious nickel stealers in New York City were banned there in 1942. Other U.S. cities uh, followed suit in Oakland ban. Oakland's ban wasn't official repealed until 2014 
reactions in other countries to the Chinese video game restrictions have included at least a grudging sense of envy among some vulnerable parents. But it's not entirely clear that indulging in video games is really that bad for young people, at least in moderation. Games that include violent and grotesque Im imagery like carry the same sort of risk as a film. So they put that stuff in movies and they allow kids to go watch it. So it's basically equivalent content. But some studies they're trying to say have suggested that playing video games can actually improve children's cognitive abilities. Um, they may have... They may even be some benefit from the heavier gameplay tied to the pandemic. A recent survey of parents in the U.S. showed that 64% said their children's online communication and gameplay this past summer led to stronger friendships and ties. Half said their child's overall well-being was helped when they used screen media for playing single-player games. It's also unclear what impact restricting the time spent playing video games might have. If any other increasingly popular video games adjacent form of entertainment watching other people play, Play. YouTube, for example, has reported that the last year watch time for video game live streams on the platform grew to more than 10 billion hours. So, spectator sport hours spent per week during the following in select countries. Um, India is 5.3. Watching others play video games and then watching traditional sports on TV is 5.8. South Korea is 3.4, and then watching traditional sports, 3, China's 3.3 to 3.3, Vietnam 3.1 to 3, Indonesia 3 to 2.6, Global 2.8 to 3.1, Germany 2.5 to 2.6, US 2.3 to 3.9, UK 1.9 to 3.7. <clears throat> some, research, some research to support the idea of cutting down according to the study of Chinese teens published earlier this year. Those using the internet, social media, or video games for entertainment four or more hours daily were four times more likely to skip school, which I don't believe that. I never wanted to skip school when I played um, games when I was younger. Sometimes a specific game can be hit with a ban according to this report. Egypt's Alzar Center issued a FATA uh, fatwa against the game Fortnite earlier this year because it depicted the destruction of Islam's most sacred site. Um, turns out WAFH hasn't been so great for the video game industry. Um, even before the threat of bans, according to the analysis, many developers were experiencing pandemic-related delays. Gaming isn't just something children do for fun anymore, according to this piece, which describes the ways games have been used to alter behavior and positively impact financial decision-making. When the world locked down, um, I played video games. Others decided to walk. I don't know. A significant number of gamers identify as LGBTI, according to this piece, were being a member of a marginalized group in the real world can invite bigotry and discrimination. Digital spaces, spaces offer an avenue of escape and safety. Designing the perfect bad guy, this academic, academic study explores how the visual attributes of video games and antagonists can affect perceptions of character and morality. I don't believe in that. But anyways, um, I wanted to end my podcast on that. And I hope everybody enjoyed listening to my podcast, getting the update. Also, go and check out my YouTube channel. 
And make sure you follow me on Twitch. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. You can check out my um, <clears throat> most recent stream of Dead by Daylight as of yesterday. Again, I won't be streaming again until Wednesday. I hope everybody has a good day and everybody take care. Peace out, everybody.